Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to this week's rundown. We had yesterday our first week Christmas season right now. I, I know Christmas. you love Christmas. I love Christmas. I know it. You know why? Because my wife loves Christmas. Say, and Leanne what she loves, loves I love. <laughs> That's, That's right. what every husband should say, Happy right? Happy wife. Happy life. Always. That's right. Always. But talking about God with us, man, this week, uh, talking about the mountaintops and the valleys, how God mm-hmm. is with us, man, this uh, was a very personal message for me. This mm-hmm. is something that uh, I'm still walking through mm-hmm. and uh, talked about that. But uh, one thing you said there at the very beginning that I think is so crucial uh, that we dive into, because a lot of times we, we like to think of our life, even especially around the Christmas season, as merry and bright, joyful. Mm-hmm. But let's be real, um, valleys are inevitable. And you mm-hmm. talked about that a little bit, dive a little bit deeper into that. Yeah, I mean, you can't avoid it. It's coming yeah. your way. Everyone's going to experience a valley. Yeah. And honestly, a lot of times around the holidays, valleys are the reminded of a valley they went through. There could be an empty chair from a loved one. This is the first Christmas that's ever happened. It could be the kid who hasn't come home yet, and you're waiting for them to come home. It could be this is the first time that a husband and wife are not together. And now kids are spending for the very first time Christmas with mom, Christmas is dad. And so the holidays a lot of time, which is supposed to be, like you said, merry, joyful, but a lot of times brings a lot of depression, loneliness, and anxiety for people when we're supposed to be the most exciting time. Actually, the reflection part of it really, you know, hones into the either the valley they're in or at least a valley they've gone through because they're going to either going to be in one or you're just coming out of one. And you may not have one for a little while, but most of our lives, honestly, is spent in the plains, in the valleys, and yeah. that's life. Life's tough. Yeah, and I, I think that something big with that is that they're inevitable, but really diving a little bit deeper is, okay, well, what do I do whenever I'm in the valley? And you talked a lot of times that, and I mean, I'm guilty of it, you're guilty of it, we're all guilty of it. A lot of times you either uh, run away from God or you run to Him. Mm-hmm. Um, and what are some ways that you would say that we that the enemy tends to twist to get us to run from them instead of running to God, and how can you run? To God? Well, a lot of times we, we what happens is we begin to doubt. Where we've heard that God's good, there's a better life. What's, what's this? Ain't the better life? I'm in a valley. Yeah. What's so good about this? What's so better about my life right now in the valley? And so what happens is the enemy wants you to start to question the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. Like there's a purpose for this, but you don't see this. So and you ask the question every time we get in the valley, why wow. me? Yeah. Why me? Why not you? Yeah. I mean, he didn't even spare his own son, the valley that death that he walked through. So it's really honest at the end of the day, it's not so much what do you do. There are things you can do, right? We can read our Bibles. We can pray. We can go to church. We can do those things. But it's really a perspective. You have to change your perspective. If you read the Psalms 23, verse 4, it says that even though I walk, which yeah. you got to walk, yeah. you got to keep moving. Yeah. Life is going to go with or without you. you yeah. It's going to make, it's going to force you to go. So you, you might as well walk. So keep walking. But then it goes and says, and you can do all this because I'm with you. Yeah. And so it's that perspective of going, okay, this stinks. I'm in a valley. I didn't ask for it, didn't want it, didn't predict it, but I'm in it. So what do I do? You got to keep walking and you got to keep your eyes on the Lord. And if not, most people, like I said, you, you'll start questioning God. Why me? You get heart. Your heart gets hard. And now you're saying, well, you're mad at him because he doesn't know what's best for you. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. And that's something that 
uh, like I said, it's very personal for me. It's something I, I deal with uh, anxiety. I've dealt with seasons of depression, worry, things like that. And it's 2020. <laughs> like, exactly. like, you know, something happened the other day, and then I just said, it's 2020, man. <laughs> I mean, it's, it. it's, exactly. it's going to happen. If it's going to happen, this is the year, right? <laughs> like, you've walked under a ladder or a black cat crossed the road or something like a hundred times, and this is 2020, <laughs> you know. That's right. Break like, a mirror. Why not? It's 2020. <laughs> But yeah, like it's, I, it's bad luck to be superstitious. So if, you, if you're superstitious, I'm just kidding. I'm not superstitious. I'm just a little stitious. Oh, <laughs> you know. Okay. But it, cut that out. <laughs> cut that off. But, too. Uh, like I said, it's very personal for me, and I I dealt with um, wanting to run, even mm-hmm. if it wasn't necessarily running from God. I just wanted to run through the valley and just remind myself to hey, slow down. Even in this season, I need to slow down because God's wanting to teach me something. He's wanting to walk through it with me. And what I noticed was I wouldn't miss the miracle there in the middle. If you notice, like even people's lives in the Bible, they were in a valley whenever they needed a miracle. If you need a miracle in your life, you're in a valley. You're in a The prerequisites for a miracle is scarcity. It's a valley. It's something you're lacking. Yeah, and I I wasn't slowing down. And I was missing the miracle in the middle. So I want to encourage you all as well. Don't miss the miracle there in the middle of the valley. God's wanting to do something. What's the first thing we do when a valley comes? If you're, if you're kind of old school, he's like, I, I, it's just it's my cross I got to bear. Yeah. Right? But what do you do? First thing we do, we call people and ask them to pray the pray. cross out of our life. Yeah. Yeah. Pray <laughs> that valley out. Pray that God <laughs> gets rid of it. And God's like, what do you mean? I just put you in. I'm going to teach you something. I want yeah. you to go through this. Yeah. And a lot of times we went out of it. But um, then with talking through that you there at the end uh you talked there in romans how um there can be good things that come out of it that it can produce good things Mm -hmm. uh, that paul talks about and uh so what are some of those things in your personal life that you've seen god use in the valley for you well you know um if there's a purpose for the valley and god's working on me Um, and that's what we don't realize is we think it's God's working every on everybody else, but really it's something for you. Yeah. Like your whole life is a training ground and getting you ready for you going to spend eternity. Mm. It's going to make you more like Jesus. So instead of saying why, why don't we start asking what, mm, what do you so want me to learn? So what do you want me to do? And I think honestly, in my own life, the faster I surrender into what are you doing in my life? What do you want me to accomplish? What are you trying to do in me? Uh, it seems the faster you get through the valley because you're focused on what is this? It could be your character. It could be he wants to build endurance. It's because, hey, you're not ready to get to the next level that I want to take you. So until you go through this in your life, I can't get you to this where I want you to lead people um, in your own life. So it's that big fancy word called sanctification. Yep. He's still working on me <laughs> to make me what I ought to be. And um, one thing about God, he doesn't care how long it takes. Yeah. He ain't no hurry yeah. whatsoever. So I think that slow down that process and stop and go, okay, what am I, how is this making me more like Jesus? How's it building my character? How's it, how, what can I learn? And then what can I use this to minister to other people? Mm-hmm. And I, I love it that you, you talked about in the valley, there is darkness, there is a shadow and it's through this that you can be developed in the dark. So many times we talk about how uh, darkness is a bad thing, but I mean, mm-hmm. you, you look at old school pictures, a lot of times they would have to be developed in the dark to make something beautiful. So mm-hmm. uh, really work on being developed in the dark. Don't focus on the darkness, but so many times we focus on the darkness, we focus on the shadow, which whenever you see a shadow, a lot of times it's bigger. It's mm-hmm. scary whenever mm-hmm. we focus on that, but instead of focus on the light, how would you like to dive into that? A well, little there's bit no shadow without light. Yeah. 
There's no shadow. So when you see a shadow, it's just an empty substance. Mm. So we're so afraid of the shadow. We're so afraid of the dark. But if there's no, if there's shadow, then it has to be light. So I would encourage you to turn around. Quit looking at the shadow, yeah. start looking at the light. Jesus is the light of the world. And so keep your eyes on him instead of the shadow. Yeah, that's so good. Well, anyways, guys, man, we just want to encourage you today to fix your focus back on him, the light of the world, the hope of the world. And man, this valley you're going through is not meaningless. God has a purpose for it. Develop in the dark, see what God's wanting to do in your life. But guys, thank you so much for joining us today on The Rundown. We'll see you all next week.